Hi, and welcome to Not Feature, the show where we explore famous, eccentric, or quirky software bugs. My name is Boris, and today we are talking about the orbiter that doesn't orbit, the story of the Mars Climate Orbiter. In December of 1998, a spacecraft with highly focused instrumentation was launched by NASA to study the climate and weather of Mars. This was the Mars Climate Orbiter. Ten months later, communications with the spacecraft was unexpectedly lost as it was getting into its orbit around Mars. How did this happen? Let's get right into it. Okay, so this episode is going to be a little different from the others, um, as instead of looking at the investigation to identify the bug and fixing it, we will look more at how the bug manifested itself, because at the end of the day, it's a pretty simple bug, it's a pretty simple human error, but its implications were huge. NASA has a history with lost probes and accidents with rockets, but I find this one particularly interesting. Following the loss of the Mars Observer in 1992, which was a relatively large satellite equipped with multiple probes to study the Martian surface, atmosphere, climate, and magnetic field, NASA started considering smaller and less expensive spacecrafts for interplanetary missions. This is how, in 1995, the Mars Climate Orbiter program started. The Mars Climate Orbiter was lighter than the previous generation Martian satellites, weighing 338 kilograms compared to 1,018 kilograms of the Mars Observer. It also carried less equipment and was dedicated to studying only the climate, atmosphere and surface changes of the red planet. This is how, on the 11th of December 1998, a Delta II rocket was launched from Cape Canaveral in Florida. On board was the Mars Climate Orbiter. The launch phase lasted 42 minutes and was completed without any major incident. This sent the satellite in a 10-month-long, 670 million kilometer journey to planet Mars. The Mars Climate Orbiter was manufactured by Lockheed Martin in Colorado. This contractor also provided the ground navigation software for the spacecraft. The software was used by the navigation team from NASA to track and control the spacecraft from Earth. Okay, so a little introduction to spacecraft navigation is required here. As many other spacecrafts, the Mars Climate Orbiter used thrusters to control its trajectory and reaction wheels to control its attitude and orientation. Reaction wheels are mechanical devices designed to store rotational energy and are used to control the attitude of a satellite without the use of thrusters, thus reducing the amount of fuel needed on board of the satellite. The use of reaction wheels, however, builds up excess rotational momentum in the spacecraft. In the case of the Mars Climate Orbiter, angular momentum desaturation events were triggered using a short thruster burn to balance out the change in rotational momentum. After each angular momentum desaturation event, the spacecraft sent data to the ground software to compute its new position. The navigation team on Earth used the results from the ground navigation software to track the satellite and schedule future angular momentum desaturation events.
This spacecraft navigation 101 is necessary to fully understand our Berg story. During the first four months of the mission, the navigation team relied on email exchanges with Lockheed Martin to track the progress of the satellite as the ground navigation software had bugs. This seems not to be unheard of in the space industry, and the mission continued as planned and the bugs were ultimately fixed. But even then, operators noticed anomalies in the data produced by the ground navigation software. These anomalies were discussed informally, but were neither escalated to management nor formally reported. The mission progressed as the spacecraft approached the Red Planet. One week before the spacecraft insertion into a stable orbit around Mars on the 15th of September 1999, the navigation team started the final trajectory correction maneuver. This maneuver will align the orbiter's trajectory such that after the orbit insertion, it will sit at 226 kilometers above Mars' surface. The mission continued, and only one hour before the burn to enter a stable orbit, more precise calculations taking into account Mars' gravitational field highlighted that the orbiter was only 110 kilometers above the surface of Mars, compared with the expected 226 kilometers. The navigation team discussed executing an emergency trajectory change to increase this altitude. Estimates show that the spacecraft will be safe up to an altitude of 85 kilometers, but the error bound in altitude calculations were about 10 kilometers, meaning although the satellite was supposed to be at 110 kilometers in altitude, it could have been at only 100 kilometers above the surface, giving only 15 kilometers of safety before the 85 kilometer threshold where the spacecraft would not be safe anymore. It was a little chaotic in the team with this level of uncertainty about the position of the spacecraft. Reportedly, a team member ran the calculation through the 1998 Mars Pathfinder navigation software and it showed that our orbiter was off course by hundreds of kilometers. The Mars Pathfinder was another NASA mission. If performed, the emergency trajectory change would have put the orbiter at roughly 200 kilometers above the surface of Mars. The team ultimately decided to stick to the original timeline, as an emergency operation would have interrupted communications with another mission, the Mars Polar Lander, and put the lander's mission at risk. Then, the burn to insert the satellite in its orbit around Mars was done, and the navigation team expected to briefly lose contact with the orbiter approximately 5 minutes after the burn, as it will be in the wake of the red planet. To their surprise, 49 seconds earlier than anticipated, the signal disappeared. NASA never regained contact with the Mars Climate Orbiter. Here we are, nearly 10 months after launch from Earth, in one of the most critical phases of its mission, the Mars Climate Orbiter was lost. NASA commissioned an investigation board to determine the cause of this loss. The findings of the board were clear. The navigation team did not know where the spacecraft was, and multiple signs and warnings hinted at that. These signs and warnings were ignored and the mission continued as originally planned. As a spacecraft navigation expert puts it in Spectrum, a magazine published by the Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers, the team had no idea where the spacecraft was and therefore the probability of it intersecting with Mars's atmosphere was unacceptably high. 
The report identified that the real altitude of the orbiter was just 57 kilometers above the surface of the red planet, well below the estimated 85 kilometer threshold for safety. The Mars Climate Orbiter was either destroyed in the atmosphere of Mars or re-entered heliocentric space after leaving the atmosphere. But the question is, what caused these levels of uncertainty in the first place? Well, it comes down to a problem almost every middle school science student has faced. Units. A module of the navigation ground software provided by Lockheed Martin was sending outputs in imperial units, whereas its specification document stated the output is in the international system of units. The impulse provided by the thrusters, in particular, was in pound-force seconds instead of newton seconds. The results were then off by a factor of 4.45. Every time the thrusters were used, the spacecraft was going further away from where the navigation team thought it was. We have to remember that the thrusters were used to not only correct the trajectory of the satellite, but to correct its angular momentum too. NASA did not fully put the blame on Lockheed Martin as proper checks and validation were not conducted and many early signs of errors in the data were ignored. Following this, NASA has streamlined its processes and all contractors must use SI units. This did not stop some of the problems of the Mars Climate Orbiter to show up again in another mission failure, the 2005 demonstration of autonomous rendezvous technology mission. It's one thing to identify problems and another thing to ensure these do not creep up again in future projects. I have linked in the description all the resources used for these episodes and yeah, losing a spacecraft is definitely not a feature. Let me know what you think on my socials, thanks for your listening, hope you enjoyed it and until the next one, keep hunting bugs. Mm -hmm.